Hello, and welcome to the Simply Business Interview Podcast. I am your host, John Jennings. You know, I believe that most business owners are working way too hard for much too little. And one of the issues that we all face is that we overcomplexify things. I believe that the answers to most of our challenges are right in front of us, usually within our reach, if not within us. And so I like to say I'm a simple man with simple ideas. So welcome to Simply Business. And today I'm joined by Mark Pfeiffer, who's the founder of WiggleWow. I can't wait to hear the, the story behind the name. Uh, Mark, thank you so much for joining us. Why don't you just start by just telling us a little bit about your background and uh, you know who you are and what you do. Sure. So uh, as John said, I'm Mark Pfeiffer. Uh, in my life, I really couldn't keep a job. I was in the Air Force for 10 years, was an aircraft maintenance officer. I uh, got out and actually uh, had 14 different companies that wanted to hire both my bride and I, and it was GE Appliance Park, which brought us to Louisville, Kentucky. So I worked at GE Appliance Park for 10 years, uh, then worked in First Data, Credit Card Processing, or Bank of America for about 10 years. And uh, that's when it was during that time when God put on my heart to, to start a company that employs adults with special needs. And uh, so that was back in 2014. So I've been working on that for several years. And in 2019, left corporate America, left a great cushy paycheck and uh, started herding cats for a living. <laughs> and so we make gourmet dog treats and uh, we employ adults with special needs. Uh, most people aren't even willing to give a chance to hire or to employ or anything to make them. So that's awesome. Uh, so, yeah, we were about the same time. I, I left big corporate about eight or nine years before you, but I left my paycheck in 2018 uh, to, to do this. So uh, I can, we're, we're on a similar, similar timeline. And I interviewed at GE appliances at least twice and never got a, an offer. So uh, it's yeah, a good thing. That was a blessing. <laughs> I, I actually a hundred percent agree with you because I know that I wouldn't be doing what I'm doing now if I probably, if I'd gone there. So um, tell me what, what inspired you to do this? Well, you know, starting a business is a is such a difficult thing. I'm always sharing that stat that 80% of people dream of starting a business, but fewer than 10% do. Uh, so you obviously have what you know, what was that that inspired you to really take that leap? So I've always had in the back of my mind that I wanted to do something on my own, right? I mean, for the longest time, uh, especially in corporate America, I feel that uh we bust our tails to make rich people richer, you know, and uh, we do have a decent living and standard of living and they provide well for us with bonuses or whatever, if you have them. Uh, but for the most part, you don't have the flexibility or the ability uh, to make changes in an instant, you know? And so there's something about uh, just being able to do that on your own that always kind of inspired me. So I'd tried a couple things in the past. I used to, import pearls from China and India because my brother lived in China and GE took me frequently to India. So I had great connections there. And I was like, you know, I just don't see myself as a pearl guy. So then I tried a floor refinishing company and do not try to do that while working full time for anybody else, because that doesn't work. Uh, but uh, literally uh, it was uh, for me. So instead of chasing a dollar, uh, what really gave me peace in mind with the current path we're on, and it's going to be my final path, is uh, it's all about a purpose. And so for the longest time, I was chasing a dollar, wanting to get rich. Oh, this is the next thing, you know, whatever. And then it's like, uh, actually, I heard Tim Tebow speak, 
And uh, what he said that really resonated with me is he used to wake up every morning saying, God, help me be a better quarterback, a better uncle, a better brother, a better son. And the game changer for him was when he said, God, use me to make a difference in other people's lives. And I was like, wow, that's what Wigawa is all about. You know, it's, it's an opportunity uh, for families that aren't even given a chance uh, to come show us uh, what they're able to do. Because that's one of the things I say with Wigawa is, you know, our culture and our world tells a special needs population repeatedly what they can't do. Mm-hmm. But God has helped create Wigawa to show the rest of us what they can do. Wow, that's awesome. So so tell me a little bit about the business part. You're you're making dog treats. We are. Yeah. So uh so it what that wasn't kind of the original plan. My brother who lived in the Philippines, we were talking on the phone back in 2014. And so he was the first one that challenged me to quit corporate America and start a company to provide short and long-term opportunities for adults with special needs because his son, my nephew, has severe autism. And so he goes, what you can't relate to, Mark, is uh, there's parents all across the world that are struggling with what can I do? What can I do to provide for my son or daughter after I die? And I want you to do that. And I was like, okay, well, what does that look like for you? And he goes, oh, I think you should open a cupcake and muffin shop. And I thought, you know, maybe in San Francisco, maybe in New York City, but not in Louisville, Kentucky. (laughs) So, uh, So that's where my, it was actually my bride who said we should do something related to dogs. And uh, as I was watching CNBC, now back in 2014, uh, CNBC was doing a a review of our 2013 economy, and that was a down year for our economy. And what they said is the only industry to increase in revenue in 2013 for our down economy was the pet industry. And I was like, wow. And so I don't know if you've seen any of the latest stats, but uh, more people are adopting dogs or buying dogs versus even having children. And unlike when we were younger, John, when the big thing was making dog houses because your dog stayed outside. Now, if you tell people your dog stays outside, Oh, you're an evil person, right? Oh yeah. We, <laughs> yeah. we had that happen. I, we used to live out uh, near you and I, I told you that and we, we had an outside dog and we had some people, you know, occasionally make comments about that. Yeah, so uh, so I think we'll get to this. So uh, the original plan, actually, dog treats was a part of the original plan, uh, but we'll possibly get into this later. God had other plans, and uh, to my original plan, and we settled on dog treats, and I'm so thankful he has because uh, it has been it's been life changing. It's been really, as we say in our world, epic. Very good, <laughs> very good. So you you have you, you've mentioned God now several times. It's obviously part of part of your faith. What, what's, how does that play into being a leader? Uh, I'm a person of faith as well. And, and I, I certainly feel like I'm being used to, uh, to, to help people uh, to have more success and be happier and be, you know, be more uh, comfortable in, in their leadership role, that sort of thing. Uh, but tell me about you, how that applies to you. Yeah, so uh, I don't hide behind my faith at all. And, and I kind of see it as uh, like in the military there, I always talked about having integrity, right? I mean, back in the 50s, people made agreements with handshakes, right? There was no contract that was required. You didn't have to use lawyers. Not that I'm against any of that stuff, but what happened? What's happened to our country, right? I mean, even today, we find it difficult to agree to disagree, you know? And so as as a man of faith, I try to always walk the talk, right? So 
people don't hear foul words come out of my mouth. You know, they see me, even if someone's mean or rude to us, you know, I just try to reply with uh, a peace, with calmness, with respect, because you just don't know what the other person's going through. Right. You just know. I mean, walk a day in their shoes. Right. And I would probably respond the same way. So because we don't know the whole background, you just got to give them grace. And so as a leader, you try to be an example. As I always, when we pray each morning at 10 o'clock, when all the, our whole team comes in. And so all of our uh, adults with special needs, they get the title Epic Chef when they work in the dog. We call it the doghouse. That's our commercial kitchen. So when all the Epic Chefs and parents and people come in and we're, we start to pray, one of the things I frequently pray is, God, help us to be more like Jesus, right? Because no matter how people were cruel to him, no matter how many times people lied to him, he always responded in grace and he always just shared his love. And that's what we're trying to do. That's awesome. That's awesome. So uh, let's turn back to the whole founding thing. And I love, I love talking to people like you have made that because I, I, again, I, I've made that same corporate leap and it, it's such a, such a leap of faith. And I tell people uh, I, I've just got so many stories about, <laughs> about that era, but I'm not going to hear to tell my story. I want to hear more about yours. <laughs> Uh, what was the biggest surprise for you when you when you made that leap and you launched the business and you know what what was that biggest thing that happened? They went, wow, I'm I'm not in Kansas anymore. I'm not in corporate anymore. So I would say the biggest thing is is you're it. I mean, there's really mm -hmm. no one to go to. It's like when you come across something you can't answer, no one's going to get that answer for you. You have to figure it out, you know? And so, especially when you're starting off, if you don't have a whole lot of money or whatever, you can't be afraid or, or timid about reaching out to people, right? Because it's amazing. Your immediate circle of influence may not have the answer, but I almost guarantee that someone they know does. Right. And so if you just use them to make that connection with you and you just step out and just be vulnerable to them, say, hey, this is what I'm trying to do. People love helping other people. They really do. So that's, yeah, I'd say that's the thing is you quickly realize that, wow, okay, this, this is it. <laughs> Game <Yeah>. on. <laughs> I got to figure it out. <laughs> yeah, that's all. And that, that ties in perfectly to my opening. When I talk about, you know, most answers are within our reach. If either we, we can't, we block them or we don't pull them out. And sometimes we've got to have that person that will just ask us the right questions or ask you, why don't you just do that? You know? I don't know how many of my clients, I, I, they'll, they'll have an idea that's been percolating for three years and they haven't done it yet. And I'm like, well, have, why have you? Well, you know, it's didn't, I wasn't ready for this or didn't know about that or whatever. So yeah, that's, uh, that's very cool. I had a good friend right after I started my business, we were over to dinner at their house and, and she was like, I don't get, so who pays you? And I said, you know, my business will pay me. Well, where do you get the money for your business? I said, well, from my clients. And she's like, well, what if you have clients? And I said, well, then I don't have money in the business. And, and you could tell she, you know, she was a corporate healthcare <laughs> person. It just what, I mean, she couldn't even process it, you know, and yep. it is there, there were some sleepless nights in that first year or two. And I, I have never talked to a business owner that didn't say the same thing. Yeah. That yep. you, you have some sleepless nights. You have some nights where you wake up and go, what the heck did I do? <laughs> you know? <laughs> yep. um, yeah. And, and that's, and it's just, it's part of the challenge. It's part of the, it's part of the journey. Um, so uh, 
and I always share, I, I you know, wrote a book called uh, your baby is ugly. And it's, 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 it's about, you know, your business is your baby. And, and there's, there's those times when you discover that, wow, oh, something about it, you know, is ugly. And, and so you have to pivot, you have to make those, you have to make those adjustments and figure out what, what will work. Um, can you share a story or two of, of, of one of those, I call them ugly baby moments where you realize something isn't quite where you want it to be and you need to, uh, you need to make some adjustments. Yeah. So, uh, actually I would say starting off in the beginning, um, God, you know, right after he said, Hey, I want you to start this company for adults with special needs. Uh, what he made clear to me is that you have to have a recipe that dogs love because someone just out of their compassion may hear the business story and might buy the first bag of dog treats. But if they give that treat to their dog and it looks up at them, like, what are you trying to give me, dad? I'm not going to eat that. They're not going to buy a second bag. Right. So, uh, so I'm like, Oh, great. I've never really made dog treats. I thought I could just pull a recipe <laughs> off the internet and it was going to work. But because I had the corporate background, uh, at appliances, one of the things we do when we come out with a new design is we would have a panel of consumers that we just, you know, call in off the street, pay them some money and then take all the branding off of all the appliances and say, Hey, if you had two, if you could get any of these and budget's not an issue, which appliance would you buy? And that that's what would give us feedback on whether we are on target for having a breakthrough design on our new on our new event thing, right? So uh, so when it came to dog treats, I'm like, all right, so how can I incorporate that methodology into dog treats? And so we came up with what we call the Wiggle Wild Challenge. And so everyone that has a dog probably thinks that they have their dog's favorite dog treat at home on the shelf. And so I found 50 of my peers at GE that gave their dog treats every single day. And I said, once 45 or more dogs out of 50 pick my latest recipe of Wiggle Wow over your favorite treat at home for them, I'm going to quit. And they're like, there's no way you're going to leave the salary you have here. And I'm like, obviously, you've never been on a mission from God. It's not about the money, but I got to make sure we have a treat that dogs are going to love. So so the, we basically you take the treat at home, put it in the palm of your hand, let your dog sniff it. That's the treat it normally gets. So it's going to try to eat it. So you close your hand. Don't let him eat it. Turn it over. Let him smell it again. They know their hands and one their treats in one of your hands, right? Put the mm -hmm. our treat, the wiggle wow treat in the other hand, do the exact same thing. One dog at a time, you make them sit there. You take a big step back, hold your hands far apart, and then put your fists at their nose level when they walk to you. So then you call your dog over. And if your dog just sniffs your hand, you don't give them the treat. They're confirming which hand had the smell that they want. And so uh, so they'll bark. They'll say, we have videos of dogs doing everything. But the first time I did that, John, only seven dogs out of 50 picked my recipe. And so uh, God and I had a very one-sided conversation that night. I'm like, all right, God, I suck. Obviously, I don't know anything about making dog treats. I really need your help here. Uh, but that's where the whole perseverance is being a business owner what you need to realize is a, a one to be entrepreneur is 95% of the people in the world wanted to do the same thing, but for whatever reason they failed. And so really, honestly, none of them want to see you be successful or see me be successful because then they're like, well, oh my gosh, he was, well, why couldn't I do it? Right. So they start saying, so you'll find that very few people want to support you with your business venture because they don't want to see you be successful. 
Uh, now, obviously, if it's your family or close friends, I would like to think that they would support right. you. But but most other like I had so many people at corporate America say, yeah, good luck with that, dude. You're going to quit to make dog treats. Uh, well, anyway, so after two years and lots of perseverance making dog treats, uh, we had 47 out of 50 dogs pick the Wiggawow treat. And I said, boss, I'm out of here. And she goes, yeah, you've been saying that for two years. And so literally on the my last day at work, normally people quitting GE leave at noon. My boss calls me at 10 and says, hey, Mark, you're not leaving today, right? You were just joking. I was like, no, I gave you my official two-week notice. I'm out of here. She goes, you can't leave. I got to get turnover. So she, I think I'm the only guy that left GE Appliance Park and on my last day after quitting, had to stay there till 6.37 p.m. to make sure my boss had turnover. <laughs> That's a great story. Uh, so, yeah, you, you, that's really interesting how you took that. You you had a measure, you had a goal. I mean, I, I talk to clients all the time about KPIs and things like that and having goals and knowing what you're knowing what you had a number, not, not for success in, in business. You had a number to say, okay, I'm not going to launch this until I hit this number. We're not really going to go until that happens. That's, that's really fascinating. And it, and you leaned into your consumer products background as well. So yeah. that's, that's. And the really other thing I would share is an, another common mistake that, that uh, new entrepreneurs make is they step outside, they go out of bounds. Like they may, so they may not know about checking trademarks or patents or copyrights. Mm -hmm. And that is a very expensive penalty. You do not want to go there without having your ducks in a row. Right. And so, um, one of the things I learned working at GE is how to invest. So like when you're looking for your name of your business, right? You want to, yeah, you may, you have to just check to make sure the state of Kentucky doesn't have it registered. But if all you want to do is stay in the state of Kentucky, Hey, that's great. Go for it. I'm, I'm not going to say that's a bad thing, but if your dreams are to go bigger, then you need to do a bigger search. And so originally back in 2014, so the parent company of Wigawow is called Epic EPIC it stands for the Epic Pet Innovation Company. It's an LLC. I'm the sole owner. And at that time, there were no uh, there were no dog services or dog products that had been trademarked for the name Epic. So I'm like, this is perfect. I got this nailed. So when I finally get off my rear and launch this thing, we're good to go. So uh, by the time I finally spent my two years doing the research on the recipe and everything, it was now fast forward 2018. Yeah, about 2018, I researched the trademark for Epic Dog Treats, and someone in California just three months earlier had locked in the name Epic for Dog Treats. And so I'm like, oh, man, now what am I going to do? That's what's going to be everything. I had the web I had the web domain, everything for Epic, right? It was all locked in for Dog Treats. And so, uh, so uh, I literally felt God say, look at your business card. So I made a business card for Epic. And the caption underneath our little logo said, Wiggle Wow Creating Life Changing. So it's about the dogs first. And that's where the first term came up, Wiggle Wow Creating. And so where the term Wiggle Wow came from is we wanted to come up with an expression that captures your dog's energy when you come home after work or when mm -hmm. you come home from getting off the store. Now, depending on your type of dog, you may they may not wiggle around, but I have boxers. So they definitely wiggle around and they're jumping up all excited. They're like, wow, dad's home. So one of the things you can do when you're struggling with the name is just take two common terms 
that apply to your industry and you'd put them together. So wiggle, dogs wiggle. Wow, you always want to have a wow moment for your customers. Throw it together, wiggle wow. So then you go out there, do a Google search of wiggle wow back in 2018. Zero. Mm. No hits, no nothing. Doesn't even exist. Who the heck would use the term wiggle wow? Well, fast forward two years later, I'm at a national show in Kansas City during COVID. And uh, this old guy, I guess I'm old too, but... Uh, we're wearing our masks. And so I had all my wiggle wow branded gear on and he shakes his head. And he's like, what the heck is wiggle wow? And so I told him, I said, man, we make gourmet dog treats, but the key behind our success is our secret recipe and the people that make them. And he goes, well, what do you mean? The people that make them? I said, we employ adults with special needs, most of which couldn't get jobs anywhere else. And not only did they put hundred percent of their heart into it, but they put all their love in it too. And dogs know it and they love our treats. And he's like, dude, I got to tell you, he goes, you're going to kill it. <clears throat> he goes, but he goes, how long have you been in the industry? And I said, well, uh, about a year and a half, two years now. And he shakes his head and laughs. He's like, you know, what's crazy. He goes, your logo is hands down the best logo in the entire pet industry. He goes, when they see that W and it's made out of dog bones, they know it's obviously something related to dogs. He goes, and once you hear it, once you see it, you'll never forget it. So that's yeah. the other thing. A lot of people, when they think about their trademarks or how to describe their business, they overcomplicate it, right? Yeah. I mean, look at Nike. It's just some unique design. Yeah. It's a swoosh. Boom. Yeah, exactly. They invented the word swoosh too. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. yeah, when we play yeah. basketball, it was swish, but they made it swoosh. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Right. So That's, that's yeah. so cool. Uh, so I don't, I want to be respectful of your time bag couple things on my mind. I really want to hear a little, I want to hear about working with special needs adults. How many do you employ and, and yep. what's, what's that like? Oh, it's uh, it is. So the, the amazing thing about that, John, is you start something like this and you think, oh, wow, you know, God's going to use me to bless so many people. And it's actually the opposite. You get so many blessings right. from them. It just, I mean, I'll start crying because, uh, it it is very humbling and it is amazing. We started out with a lot. I mean, I mean, like when you and I grew up, right? You had the special ed class. You might see him out at recess. You might see him at lunch, but after graduation, you never saw him. It's almost like that generation um, institutionalized or kept him at home. Didn't want him out in public. I don't know if it's because it was an embarrassment to the family or whatever the reasoning was. They just didn't get out. And fortunately, that's kind of changed now where they have Special Olympics. You see people out and about. There's movies, right? Streamlined movies where adults with special needs are the lead characters. So they're definitely getting a chance. But uh, the other thing people don't know about the special needs community is that when a son or daughter turns 21, they're forced out of the education system. Right now, think about that as a parent. If you and your bride were both working because your son or daughter was in school, if you can't find anything for them to do now that they're out of school, there's a huge backlog of adult daycares. It is very difficult finding something from now. Your dual income now becomes a single income, and it's like, okay, well, now what am I going to do? So, so yeah. So the first person we hired, uh, his name's Dante. He was uh, 22 years old. No, no, he's 20 six years old, uh, had been trying to get a job for five years. Think about that. Five years. No one would give him a chance. And his first day in the doghouse, he successfully made over 250 treats. So it, it is just, 
it is, they have all the same wants and desires you and I do. And it just, the, it is so awesome having a front row seat, seeing the victories that are major for them, you know, and we may see it as no big deal, but they've been struggling with a particular, like just putting plastic gloves on by themselves. You know, you're in a, what's the big deal with that? Well, if you have someone that's suffering from cerebral palsy or struggles with hand-eye coordination and they just can't seem to get that the first time they do, I mean, it, it's truly priceless. It's it, one, one of the other things we do is like on the back of every one of our bags, we include a label with the Epic Chef's picture and a little bit about that particular individual. So as a consumer, you can relate to who you're helping have an impact on at Wigawow, who you're helping employ because you're choosing to buy treats from this company so that you're gonna, your dog can have treats that aren't packed with all the harmful preservatives and stuff we get from China. But it just has, you know, five major ingredients that most of us have had for breakfast. So, yeah, it's, it, is, it is amazing seeing them progress. I mean, a lot of kids come in and they're very shy and bashful. But then when they get out there and they see some of the other staff interacting with potential consumers, like at the state fair or whatever, and then they're autographing their bags because the consumer wants their autograph after buying a bag. It, it is, I mean, it, it's truly transformational. And to hear the parents talk about how they'll go back to like a Thanksgiving or Christmas and family members will come up to them and say, what in the world has happened with Layla? I mean, normally she just kind of sits over in the corner and stays to herself. Well, it's because they have a purpose now. Right. Now that everyone else is talking about their job, guess what they want to do? They want everyone to hear about being an epic chef at Wiggle Wow. So wow. it's just, yeah, it's awesome. Epic. I, I, we say epic in our world. <laughs> that's awesome. Uh, that, uh, we, we use epic in, in my world too. Uh, when we talk about those epic transformations you have to make as a, as a leader. But uh, yeah, man, you, you've got such a great story. Uh, I would I could probably ask you 20 more questions, but I, I, I'm going to be respectful. Uh, but uh, just if you could just, you know, I mean, I, I hope the people listening to this are so inspired. I, I am just got my juices going. I, I'm excited uh, for you. I'm excited that you're right down the street from me and doing this. I, I never, didn't even know you were there. Um, so you know, obviously I want to help you, you know, build awareness, but if you're just to give some advice to that, let, let's pick on that that guy that's guy or, or lady that's in corporate America, that's got this dream. I mean, there, there's not much odder a dream and I don't mean that in an offensive way, yeah, yeah. wanting to employ special needs adults to build dog, to make dog treats. I mean, that's, as, that's, that's very, that's very niche. <laughs> yeah. um, so for that person sitting there in corporate America, doing that grind, doing that stuff that we all did, trying to get ahead, making a buck, you know, you know, yeah, you got a, you got a, you got a paycheck, you got insurance, but boy, you you just not feeling any purpose. What would you say to them to encourage them uh, to to take that next step? So the first thing is, no one's gonna believe in you more than yourself. That's awesome. And you have got to put the armor on. People are gonna tell you left and right that you're gonna fail. There's, you cannot leave this safety net of corporate America. You got to have faith in yourself. Abs yeah. It happens all day. You know what's crazy about America is I, I've been to 37 different countries now. All the parents all around the world, you know what they tell their kids when they're growing up? 
get good grades, go to school. And when you're old enough to leave the house, go to America and start your own company. You know what we tell our own people in America? Get good grades, go to a good college so you can go work for someone and make a decent paycheck. Yeah. Why is it that the rest of the world is training their children to come to America and start their own company? And yet in America, where all these people are flocking to, we tell us to go work for someone else, right? Yeah. I mean, so, so true. Yeah. So I would just say, don't, again, to reiterate what I said before, very few people are going to support you wanting to step out and do your own thing because they've always wanted to do it themselves and either failed at it or just never bit the bullet made it happen. You've yeah. got to believe in yourself. And especially when you first start, you got to be on your game 24. You need to be walking, breathing, doing everything you can for your business because no one's going to promote it any better than you. Yeah. That's awesome. Man. One of, uh, when I was wanting to launch my business, I, I talked to a number of my friends and mentors and, and some of the ones from like the corporate space said, are you nuts? You know, I mean, exactly. I literally, I remember one friend said, are you nuts? And I was talking to a, a, another buddy of mine who had that same entrepreneurial spirit I had. And he said, John, I'm going to share some advice that somebody shared with me. He said, don't ever ask for directions from someone who hasn't been where you're going. And, and I thought, yep. I went, that is profound. It was a minister that actually said that to him. I'm like, I, I don't know who it was, but I, I've used that quote many times because when you, if you ask advice from someone who's only known a corporate job for 30 years and has that comfort level, they're, they're going to tell you you're nuts and, and that's not healthy. Okay. So let's give um, the, the listeners a chance to co contact you, buy your treats, that sort of thing. Uh, how do they find you? How do they buy from you? Uh, yeah. Just, just share your yeah. information. Perfect. So uh, WiggleWow, we're the only WiggleWow.com out there. So that's our website. Uh, that's all the social medias. We're on Facebook, Instagram, TikTok. Although that's something else I'd caution you about. When you go to trademark your name, make sure you lock in all the social media names before you apply for the trademark. I did that for Facebook. It wasn't in the TikTok or Instagram or any of that. So now it's not just wiggle wow for like Instagram and uh, TikTok. It's underscore wiggle wow underscore because yeah. some guy in a third world country locked in wiggle wow and wants to sell it to me for thousands of dollars. Well, right. no, I'm too cheap. I'm not going to do that. So, <laughs> so go to wiggle You can follow us on Facebook to find out where we're going to be next. Uh, we're actually in several retail stores. So I'm all about support retail stores. Um, and then one thing I'd just love to share our goal, honestly, because Right now, today, for every 100 people with special needs that wants a job that is able to work, in America, only 15 are given an opportunity. Wow. So we're on a mission. By 2029, WiggleWow is going to be the largest employer for adults with special needs in all of America. And it's That's not because of what Mark Pfeiffer did. It's going to be because of what God does through me and our team to employ this amazing population. Wow. That's awesome. Yeah. We, we can hear that in your passion, your voice. And I, it, it, it's very is humbling. It's... <laughs> this is awesome. Uh, thank you. Thank you so much. And thank you to our listeners for listening. Uh, follow, like, share our episode uh, and help get the word out about Wiggle Wow. I, I want everybody to know about the uh, what's going on here. So thank you. Thank you, uh, Mark, for being with us. And thank you uh, to our listeners for listening.
It's my pleasure. Thanks, John. Have a great weekend. See ya. All right.